your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. So, uh, Coach McGuire, just a few questions in yesterday. Jamie was asked about any talk about giving Baron Morton a look for this week. And here's oh, Joey you know, um, we were talking about that earlier. It's uh, the easiest thing to do as an observer is to follow the ball and watch the ball. Um, what we don't see is what went on in on everything. And unless you're studying the film or you're going back and – and, and look in exactly what happened. I always say, you know, there are points that, um, you know, Tyler said it on Saturday night, the interception after the block punt. He's going to take full credit, you know, that, that and responsibility for that that, you know, ball um, should have been thrown different. Uh, but um, I think every time you go through stuff, uh, there are always other factors involved. And some of the factors involved are uh, whether it be an O-lineman, whether it be a tight end, whether it be a call by the uh, coach that puts a player in a bad situation, and then you go back and you blame it on that one guy. So um, I think the answer is no (laughs) with regard to giving Baron Morton a look. Uh, Clearly not. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he and then I I I was I was not in favor of switching quarterbacks at any point on Saturday night. Okay, and I was going to ask you that was one of my questions. I was going to ask you right right before we went to break was are you are you in that Would you like to see or did you ever think? Well, there's or? there's difference. I mean, I'm, if I'm going to make a quarterback change, I probably am doing it in between games. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do it in the middle of the fourth quarter in a close game. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really okay. look. I mean. And again, <clears throat> when he wasn't throwing interceptions, he was really good. Yeah, right. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, for the most part. Um, but that's a big, you know, it's you can't separate those things. I mean, Josh Allen's numbers were pretty good last night, if not for the four turnovers, right. which is exactly what we're talking about here with it, with it, Tyler Shook from yeah. Saturday, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. really, the fourth one doesn't really count, but. You understand. Sure. All four, Josh. Well, here's did. the deal. Yeah. If, if if that Hail Mary had been complete in the end zone, we, we'd, we'd have a – That would have counted as a touchdown. That would have counted yeah. as a touchdown. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, but we would have – we would have it would have – it would have totally changed maybe how we would have had the conversation about, well, right. hey, overcame adversity, overcame the uh, turnovers, found a way to win, you know, all those – the narrative would have been completely different, right? Sure. Sure. So – um I don't, I'm not going to say that I disagree with Coach McGuire because I don't. I mean, every, you know, we just talked about last segment. I mean, your offensive line affects your quarterback. Your quarterback affects your wide receivers. Knee bones connected to the hip bone. I mean, whatever. All the above, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. All mm-hmm. those things factor into each other. <laughs> that was really good. Stop laughing at me, Jeff. That's, I, I, think, I, think I don't think he's laughing with me right now. I no, I'm laughing. laughing with, that was funny. I think we're rubbing that off was on funny. you because that's something really that we kind of would have said, you know, and now, <laughs> and now it's coming out of your mouth. Okay. Should be con- you should be concerned for yourself. So I agree with all of that, okay? But over the course of a football game, you expect an offensive lineman is going to get beat. 
you you expect on any given play that one of five offensive linemen or a tight end or a running back that's in blocking is going to get beat, right? Mm-hmm. You hope it doesn't happen. You want everybody to do their job on every single play. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. When that goes wrong, whenever that is, whether it's once every three plays, once every five plays, whatever, you still expect your quarterback to make good decisions. You still expect your quarterback to eat it, take a sack, throw the ball away. You don't expect him to run around in circles and fumble. You don't expect him to throw it at the guy who's running at him. And I know he got hit when he threw it. Probably you would say, throw it away before the guy hits you. Mm-hmm. And on the fumble, he he had an awful lot of time back there to throw it away or get rid of it, yeah. do and, something. And with I think the football. that's what Red Raider fans right now are a little bit frustrated with. The, you know, it just seems like at times it takes a while to make decision making. You know, for, for Tyler and um, and I don't know if that's a, you know, just trying to be extra careful. And I think that could be the case. Uh, or if if he's, you know, waiting for receivers to come open, whatever. I, I'm not sure, but it doesn't look like that quick twitch with the decision making like, oh, it's not there. I'm going to tuck it and run or, you know, oh, it's not on that side of the field. I'm, I'm looking over here, not getting through the progressions, whatever. And so when those things do break down, just going back to my point, when an offensive lineman misses a block or whatever, you when that happens, you don't want the quarterback to turn the ball over every time. Okay? And so is a, a good quarterback has got to be able to take a sack. He's got to be able to throw the ball away. And the best quarterbacks got to have a pocket presence where they can get away and make something happen. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we've seen Tyler do that. We've seen him do that running the football this year. We've seen him do that. I mean, he's not incapable of doing that, but I think for him to be, take it to the next level and be better is like when it breaks down, when somebody misses their block, when somebody misses their assignment, we still don't need it to turn into disaster. And I think in this game, on those two plays that we're talking about specifically, those were plays where an offensive lineman, you know, or really even the first one, the fumble, I don't know that you complain, complain like you just said, Chuck. It was a lot of time. Yeah. You know, you got to make a quicker decision, you know, and maybe that decision is just throw it away. Live to play another down. Okay. Um, Don't overthink it. Don't try to be too perfect. And and maybe against Tarleton State, you can run around in the backfield and get away from those guys, but uh, not Oregon. Right? Not Oregon. And and probably not against K-State and probably not against Texas. And, you know, the list goes on and on and and on and on and on, you know, with regard with regard to that, um, <clears throat> one of the one of the things that uh, that he did talk about was uh, continuing to try to eliminate bad football, and um, he he said that starts with coaching. Uh, he said it, it comes with I will know and do my job. He goes, our best be better in the game. Uh, crucial situations, the best teams make the plays have to make and execute crucial calls and we're not doing that enough. So mm-hmm. that's uh that's, I think McGuire has done a great job of you know e- even protecting his players a little bit and taking more blame than he deserves, but it seems like he's you know coach McGuire is doing a lot of that and and um taking blame for him, himself and his coaching staff. I think that's commendable. I mean um, you don't want people attacking your players and all that good stuff. But at a certain point, the players got to 
Got to make plays. Players got to make plays. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. September the 12th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire with this day in sports history. Big Chuck Hines Day coming up. Big, 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 big Chuck Hines Day coming up. Okay, well, I, I, I don't have anything filed away in my brain, so proceed. Oh, yes, you do. You just don't realize you <laughs> We're going to start 1922 because no day would be complete without the official marathon runner of the morning drive, Pavo Nermi, running a world record 5,000 meter in 14 minutes, 35.4 seconds. 1930, Brooklyn catcher Al Lopez hits a major league last recorded bounce home run. And we all know them today as a book rule double. <laughs> okay. A bounced home run, they called it. Well, because if it bounced and went yep. over, that's... Yeah, they they considered that a home run at that mm-hmm. point. wonder when that changed. Um, my guess would be in 1931. This <laughs> happened in 1930. I was going to guess 1974 when I was born. Sure. <laughs> 1954, Chicago White Sox won their 90th game. Why is this important? It was the first time they had won that many since 1920. Mm-hmm. 1976, U.S. Men's Open Tennis. Jimmy Connors wins his second U.S. title, beating Bjorn Borg of Sweden, 6-4-3-6-7-6-6-4. New York Met Dwight Gooden sets a rookie strikeout record of 251 Ks. That's a lot. He was fun to watch that rookie year. 1993. And this is one of those stats that every time I hear it, I know it's true, but it doesn't seem like it's true. Paul Molitor, at 37, is the oldest player to reach 100 RBI for the first time in his career. That's crazy. Wow, I wouldn't have yeah. thought that. I mean, because always when I think of Paul Molitor, I think of a guy that could get a hit getting out of bed. Yeah, but I mean, probably had something to do with the fact that he didn't have great bunch of great teammates. Sure, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. that Brewers weren't awesome? He mm-hmm. was not a I mean, Paul Molitor would not be a guy that would be great in today's baseball Mm-mm. because he was, I mean, he was more of a doubles hitter, a singles hitter. He was not a power hitter. Had so a good glove. Wasn't a big time run producer. I don't even know if I remember what position Paul Molitor played. I, I want to say third base. I feel like I just remember him as a DH. I don't remember. Okay. Um but he was just a, a solid contact hitter. I style that I love, but he wasn't a guy that hit a lot of home runs, so he just wasn't a big run producer. I also think, like, if I remember correct, I haven't looked at his stats in a couple of years, but it's like he'd have like ninety five or ninety every year, but never yeah. hit the one hundred. Super mark. consistent. Yeah. yeah, we're both right. He's he's listed as a designated hitter, third baseman, and second baseman. Yeah, okay. I don't ever remember him playing the field. I feel like at, when I was old enough to pay attention, he was okay. a DH. Yeah, he's. I mean, I, I remember his good years with the Brewers, but you're, it just that surprises me. That's yeah, he's a great hitter. Nineteen ninety nine, U.S. Open tennis. Andre Agassi wins his second and final U.S. title, beats fellow American Todd Martin six four six seven six seven six three six two. Could never beat Sampras in a final, though. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that never beat Sampras in a final. Uh, happy National Chocolate Milkshake Day. Okay. 
I prefer vanilla or strawberry, but I, I could. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm I out of the chocolate. chocolate milkshake. Yeah. I prefer a chocolate malt over a milkshake, but I would not turn down a chocolate milkshake. Uh, happy birthday to Yao Ming, who's 43. Freddie Freeman is 34. Andrew Luck, 34. And Hans Zimmer is 66. He is a composer. And I know what you're thinking. Why are we mentioning a composer? Because he did this. Which was all too near and our dear in our hearts for a very, very long time around here. Pirates of the Caribbean thing. He also did Batman, Interstellar, a uh, mm-hmm. bunch of good... He's like the... I don't want to say the modern John Williams, but he's kind of trending in that direction. And Chuck doesn't know who John Williams is either, so that's fine. And on this day, we got to go in the way back machine at the University of Rice. Say the moon. Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. And that is this day in sports history. I love the decade. (laughs) We are aware. (laughs) Just like uh, Cuber. When he says says Cuber. (laughs) That was... uh, that was great. Decade. This decade. Because it is, is hard. Is that or is that not a big day for Chuck Hines? It is hard. Yeah. It is hard. What is it? Because it is hard. Okay. Wasn't there a game called Cubert? Mm. Yes, there was. On the on the Atari, and, uh, Atari oh, wow. 2600 is where like I played it, but it's also in the arcade. A little guy that looked similar to a minion. Uh, more like if a minion and, a, and Gonzo had a baby because he had the big nose. Okay. And you had to get all the color tiles to match going up and down on a uh, like a tr- pyramid type thing. Yeah, I can remember him little hopping on squares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, Some squares you had to hop on twice. That's, uh, oh, okay. Com- completely lost on me. I'm surprised that Jeff closed the rules. <laughs> uh, I was completely, completely surprised. Uh, let's see, a couple things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. My frustration with Tyler is he is conservative and still makes mistakes, okay? Uh, if you watch his eyes, he has that deer in the headlight look. Okay. Y'all talk about Micah Hudson committing to Texas Tech last night. We did. We did. Um, somebody asked about, was he referring to going forward on fourth down at his own 33? We'll get to that. Uh, some analytics. Uh, somebody says this, I still believe in Tech, and I believe it has to be better than Matt Wells. Nothing against Coach Wells. <laughs> okay, well, you, 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 you brought it up, so it must mm. be. I, I just, uh, I I'm never going to be accused of being the internal optimist or anything like that, but I still think this can be a seven or eight win season. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really do. Uh, I, I think you're not that far off. I think you played much better the other night than you played against Wyoming. I just think you had a bad, bad night against Wyoming. Um, you got to clean up the turnovers, no question, but. Um, I, I thought the defense made strides compared to the first week of the season. Offensive line was a little bit better. I, I'm, I don't know. I, I still feel like you got a chance to to do some damage here in Big Twelve play, but you got you got to get make sure you get right this weekend and kind of get the, the good feelings going again. Yeah, get the good vibe. Let the good times roll, Jamie.
This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. So the uh, the number on on Tyler Shuck, you were right. 23 rushes uh, for a net of 101 yards. He had um, the sacks that set him back because his, his gross gain was 145 yards. He had the 44 losses in uh, in sack yardage. His gross game was the turnover. Yeah, right, right. Taj Brooks ran the ball seven, seven times for 71 yards. They do want to get the ball in his hands. One one of the things that Coach McGuire talked about, though, is what a good blocker uh, Taj Brooks is in the, in the backfield and picking up the blitz and cited that as one of the reasons why they had to keep him in the game more uh, as opposed to putting in, like, Nehemiah Martinez, Cameron Valdez sounded like he's got a little bit of a, a shoulder issue, um, but you're going to see more of him. You're going to see more of both those guys, both running and, and catching the ball. That was something that they, I guess, didn't really want to talk a whole lot about until now. It's on film, is what is what he said. So, um, I think I think they'd like to get the, the the ball in Brooks's hand, but you know, it's like it's like Coach Kidley's talking about. I mean, you know, Tyler Shuck's a big dude. I mean, and and um, you know, whether he, whether it's a called play or he checks into it or he's scrambling or he's trying to elude tacklers, um, you know, obviously he was effective running the ball. No, I think he does a good job running the football. It just feels like, I mean, who would I prefer going downhill, Tyler Shuck or Taj Brooks? I think you'd prefer Taj Brooks. I would prefer Taj Brooks um, for a couple of reasons, just because I – expect Taj to be a little bit more physical and be a, bit, a little bit better runner. And uh, I don't want a quarterback taking a ton of hits. Mm-hmm. Okay? So yep. I think um, I'd rather have Taj there. And it just, you know, we you would see the, the uh, design, what looked to be designed quarterback draws. And I'm like, okay, why are we not running the same play for our running back? That was a question that I had. Okay. Um, and I don't and and having some success with them again. Tyler had, I mean, he did a great job running the football. Yeah. So um, one one of the one of the questions that was that was asked or brought up is is the the analytics, and uh, I mean it's a math question uh, clearly, and um, you know it's and Coach McGuire answered the question. He spent what Jeff a little over five minutes answering that. Five minutes, 40 seconds. And answering my question, because I'm I'm the one that asked about uh, analytics. Um, And to really kind of take us behind the curtain, so to speak. And so on the the fourth and two call, he said, the percentage of us making that is high. He said, and the percentage of uh, the possibility, if you score, of ending the game right there is high. Or if you shorten the game, uh, if you don't score. Uh, he says the the percentage of us uh, uh, not making um, it was it was it was in their favor. He said you could punt the ball. He said, but it's not like we'd shut them out. He said still high possibility of them scoring, which is what they did. So he says you go by the number that this is the percentage to get the first down and to continue the drive to win the game. And you know it's. He, he he did say at one point in time in there, he goes, I'll have to show you the book. Uh, he goes, maybe we can mock something up. Um, but, you know, he talked about how thick the book was. I mean, it's it's not, uh, I don't think, available in the, in the store, at the bookstore, or, or, or online anywhere. He said, with regard to the two-point conversion, that that was a coach's decision in that situation. 
that they recommended it. The book recommended that we go for it. He said, I asked, do we have a good play? And the answer was yes. And he said, then let's go get it. But then he added this. <laughs> what offensive coordinator is going to say no? No, we don't have a good play. He said, for me, though, the frustration comes from their two-point play and us giving up a gate play. He said, because that's coaching, all coaching. It's extremely frustrating as a coach. It's all coaching 100%. That's frustrating. So, um, you know, that's he said the one we gave up is is what we should be talking about. Really dig into that. Uh, he's, he talked about bad alignment. He talked about not changing personnel. He said on the fourth and two. On their two-point conversion. On their, on their two-point conversion. How are they going to change personnel on their two-point conversion? They didn't have the right guys. They were setting up to uh, take on an ec- extra point. As well, they didn't know at the time. Well, it's got to be announced because the, the position changes, right? What? No, it doesn't have to be announced. No, that's the NFL, the position changes. Never mind. I, I, no, you, they run out there and... Yeah. I mean... And maybe... Uh, he, that's what he said. He said not changing... But he, he talked about bad alignment, not changing personnel. He, he, was, he was really frustrated with that, giving up the gate play. I think he felt like that was... Sounded like he felt like that was pretty elementary. Truth be told, I mean, they they give the ball to a guy who rolls out and you hit him just as he throws it, but he he's still able to complete it to a tight end in the back of the end zone or whatever. I mean, it wasn't like they just moonwalked in. Right. You know, uh, there, was just, no, there was none of uh, Brad Shams walking the dog right. or anything. No, 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 there wasn't. There wasn't. Yeah. Um, he said, he said, with regard to the fourth and two, felt like they had a good play. They didn't block it up, got beat at the point of contact. And then he said, all this is based on percentage, time of the game, weather, um, uh, more than uh, just opening up a book. Okay. He said, you know, if, if it had been like with three minutes to go in the game, fourth, and he goes, I'm punting the ball. I'm punting the ball. He, he did say, he goes, when I'm when I'm watching a game and I'm a fan and of a you know he brought up the Cowboys, he's like I'm I'm I see some situations and I'm like what are they doing? <laughs> Why are they doing that? Um, he said as everything as the game changes everything changes. He said if they had scored in the first quarter they wouldn't have gone for two. Late in the second quarter they were going to go for two. Uh, at that point, and um, he said. He said, with regard to uh, to one of the plays, he said, a lot to say about that play. Probably get me fined. Uh, makes me appreciate what you've got uh, with the with the conference that we're playing in, the games that we're playing in, in games like that. He said, you can do your research on who called that game off of that comment. Yeah, I don't think he was a fan of the officials. No. At all. It was a Pac-12 group. So there's no... Here's the catch. It was a Big 12 group last week that screwed him. <laughs> that female is a Big 12 official? Why have I never seen her before or noticed her before? I think and she's a Big 12 I promise official. you I would have noticed her. Yeah. I mean, with her calls. Uh, it's funny because I was talking with, I was went back and forth with a friend of mine and we were talking about, he was talking about analytics like for, for lawyers, uh, that's risk management. Okay. <laughs> Like with a, you know, risk risk management is the is analytics for uh, for attorneys and, and insurance companies. 
Yeah, I, I mean, a book doesn't tell you how good your offensive line is. A book doesn't tell you how good you've been or not good you've mm-hmm. been in those situations. Right. No. It's, and then uh, then the academians will say it's a data-driven decision. A data-driven decision. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's complicated. Upon further review, apparently it was a Mountain West crew. I could have sworn I heard them say it was a Big 12 crew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, a, it, oh, up there in Wyoming? On the TV. I could have sworn they said it was a TV. Uh, on the TV, it was a Big 12 crew on the broadcast. Yeah. I guess I am wrong. No, that makes me feel better that she's not in our conference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, but man, that was, we don't need that. That was not good. And this off the chat line, the going for two didn't cost you the game. Four turnovers cost you the game. Mm-hmm. Chasing points was dumb, but it didn't cost you the game. Yeah. Four turnovers. Now, I was just curious about, you know, the some of the math or what all goes into it. I'm not sure we got the whole. I don't know much how much more he could have said about the topic, though. Yeah, right. He, right. He didn't dance around it, but he didn't give us the whole equation, which I understand that. He doesn't. I mean. I don't. Are we just talking about that question or all of them? <laughs> no. Little column A, little, little column B. B. I mean, he just gets, column C. He, gets ex- he gets excited and just starts talking, and I'm sure. I'm sure he. Sometimes it feels like it. We don't know look, anybody like, like that. that. Dude. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Nobody. I mean, I, I, get some, I understand. You get excited, you start talking, you think you've discussed it, you think you've addressed it, but you haven't. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Okay, so we're going to do something a little bit different today. Okay. We're going to go through two rounds. Okay, I'm going to ask you two questions, but I just want you to answer the first one first. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll go through, and okay. then we'll go back to the second one. I'm trying to make this easier for you, okay? <laughs> okay. Because ultimately, you're going to give me eight answers. Okay, well, I appreciate, okay. I appreciate that. So I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. after two weeks of the season, I now want you to predict mm-hmm. who's going to finish in the top four in order in the Big 12 Conference. We'll do that in the first round. In the second round, you'll do... The last four. The last four. Okay. In order. Okay? okay. So start with who finishes after two weeks, what you see. I want your prediction of who's going to finish in what order in the top four of the Big 12 Conference. Yeah. I already, I already hate myself because uh, I'm going to go, go Texas. I'm going to go Kansas State. I'm going to go Oklahoma and... I'm torn between. I, I, I'll I'll take UCF. Take one of the new new kids on the block. I believe Texas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. You still haven't lost a Big Twelve game yet. <laughs> I believe. I don't know why. Did you watch Polar Express last night? No, but I might have listened to the I believe that we will win from the okay. USA soccer match. Okay. All right, your turn, Kimasabi. Yeah. Um man, I'm 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 really right there with you too. Okay? Mm-hmm. Texas K State, Oklahoma. I, I think I'm with Jeff. Okay. And what I'm sitting here I'm saying right here, right now mm-hmm. is 
if I'm looking ahead to that home game against UCF that's going to decide the fourth or fifth spot in the Big 12, I'm confident we win that game at home. So I'm putting Texas Tech over UCF. All right? Okay. Okay. And I know there are 2-0 and teams in front of the Red Raiders. Mm-hmm. I get it. I Those wins don't count. Okay. So now give me your last four, Chuck. The last four. Okay. The last four. So that'd be like 12, 11, 10, and 9, right? 9, 10, 11, 12. No, there's, no, there's 14 teams now. Sorry. <laughs> 11, 12, 13, 14, sorry. Well, Chuck does math. Uh, Houston. You're starting at 11 or 14? I'm starting at 14. Okay. okay. I'm going to go Houston, West Virginia. I'll go Iowa State. And then, man, Baylor has looked terrible. I have to assume Baylor's going to figure it out, so I'm going to go Cincinnati. Okay, I'm going to go... West Virginia at 14, Houston at 13, Iowa State at 12, and Cincinnati at 11. Okay, I'm going to take Iowa State at 14. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take this 2-0 and Cincinnati's at 13. I will take West Virginia at 12 and Houston at 11. Houston at 11, okay. Mm-hmm. You feel like the... Houston's will get a little bit better. Well, they're one and one. Yeah. Well, I mean, they lost to Rice. I know. They got they down. down 28 nothing. No, no, the... Clearly, that was a game that they didn't show up for for a while. <laughs> right. They, you know, they kind but, of showed that they were the better team. Dana but... went and got the rest of them off the bus at halftime, yeah. right? <clears throat> How's Donovan doing? I haven't seen his. I did, I did, box not, score I did not look at his box score. Uh, Texter Gary says those first three are the ones that most hope finishes the last three. Right. Right. No, 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 no question. Mm, Not K-State, but the other three. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll let you speak for you. With Oklahoma, you just have to factor in the absolute Charmin extra soft schedule that they've got. And Oklahoma State is even more Charmin. What what did you think of the um, Art Bryles controversy? From after the game the other night. The dragnet theme came to mind. Dumb, 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 dumb. <clears throat> I don't know that I can imagine a situation with more hypocrisy all around. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, Brett Venables is furious that Art Bryles was allowed on the field. Okay. Brett Von- Venables... Offensive coordinator is Jeff Levy, who was at Baylor, a, at Baylor, yeah. and a major factor in all this. And, is and we're it, just going to pretend that he had nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. and we're going to lose our mind over Art Bryles being on the sideline. By the way, I don't think Art Bryles should have been on the sideline. If his son-in-law was coaching at Texas Tech, I wouldn't want him on our sideline. I wouldn't want him wearing the clothes like he was wearing, either, sure. sitting in the crowd. Okay, sure. wouldn't have wanted that. Not that I could have done anything about it. But that's hypo- hypocrisy at its best. They allowed Joe Mixon yes. to play for them. <laughs> yes. They went out and got the transfer of Doriel Green Beckham from Missouri after he pushed a girl down the stairs mm-hmm. and was like, hey, come on, play with us. 
Come play with us. Joe Mixon, we got video of you punching a girl in the face. Hey, we're going to give you a red shirt year. That's a serious punishment. Play for us. Just shut up, Oklahoma. Don't act like you're better than You have Jeff Lebby on your staff. He was a major part of all of that. He, he knew he knew everything that our brows knew, and, and maybe even more, Ven- you would think. I mean, I get Venable's upset, but be upset with Lebby about it. Don't act like, oh, no, whatever. Okay? You hired Lebby. Okay? Don't act like you're above it, Venables. Yeah, my, my, my guess is, and I, I don't know, my guess is both uh, Castiglione, Joe Castiglione, the athletic director, and the head coach, Brett Venables, had probably told Jeff Lebby, we don't want him around our program yes, at all. I'm sure that was the case. And, and so the fact that he got him on the field and led him on the field and then played that, hey, he's my father-in-law, he's the grandfather and my blah, 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 blah. blah. You, knew who, I, you knew. I get all that, man, but you There's knew the deal coming in. on that dude, yes. You, you knew the deal coming yes. in. So mm-hmm. I, I just... I feel like that uh, they he knew the rules going in, and he he violated that, and and could cost him in even more as he's moving down the line. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jeff has to tell me I'm wrong, so he'll make a statement, and we'll either agree or disagree with him. Like just going into this, do you feel like you're going to disagree with him just in general, or do you feel like you're going to find him? His statement agreeable. My bet is that I'm going to agree with him. He seems confident. Okay. Um. I'm, I'm. All right. Well. We'll see. We'll see what he says. Okay. So that was code for. I feel like he's going to be wrong. Well, but well, I'm I, afraid to the whole idea say is for that. you to tell me that I'm wrong. Like that's what the name. I'm of get, the, No, the, no. Is. I'm not afraid. I'm. 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 Uh, I'm going to guess that I'm going to disagree with him. Okay. So. It is fair to say that none of us today feel good about what's been going on with the Red Raider football team. Very few people, if any, would think that things are on a high note right now. No. <laughs> You're 0-2. How, how could you? Well, let me help you out. In four weeks, we will feel great about this Red Raider football team. Because you'll be 4-2 and two on the season. Mm. A four-game win streak, with three of them being in Big 12 play to start the season, including a win over a team at the beginning of the year that some of us, including myself, looked at as possibly your first loss of the year. I say this. We don't have to worry about first losses of the year now. No, no, we already took care of that. But I still think West Virginia is the bottom of the barrel in the Big 12. Houston's right behind them, and Baylor has not looked good this year at all. So it looked like a challenging game. Now looks like a very winnable game in Waco. And you being 4-2 and two going into the Kansas State game, which at the beginning of the year we would have all taken. Except Chuck when he was saying we were going to be 11-0. and 0. You know, I, just, I got just a little excited one day, and it's that – Comments come back to haunt me like a, a bad quote from a coach. <laughs> so tell me I'm wrong. We're going to feel better about this team in four weeks. Okay, so you're... When we are I would tell you my two. confidence level and that being accurate is at about 85%. So I'm going to tell you that you're right. 
So you've got Tarleton State, you've got West Virginia, you've got Houston, and you've got Baylor. Yeah, I mean, if you win the next four games, obviously winning cures ills. I don't know if it's going to cure all of them. Um, but you would feel like really good going into the K-State game on uh, on the 14th. So I, I, I'm going to agree with Jamie. I'm going to tell you you're right. We're only four weeks away from feeling better. Well. Because we're not going to come in here on Monday and feel better after a win. No, I think we State. will after if. If we're able to win on the road at West Virginia, I think we'll start to feel better. It's a road win in the Big 12. Yeah. I mean, unless you make it super ugly. I mean, West Virginia hasn't looked terrible so far this year, so. I, I'm, I'm going to be really. Look great, but. I'm going to be really curious with uh, West Virginia and uh, their, their game with uh, Pittsburgh. You are a fan of the backyard brawl. I am. You're a I big love it. fan of that. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's I think it's awesome that they've re- reinstituted it. Uh, to I'll a agree degree. with that. I didn't know it went away. Yeah, when it went they away. joined the Big Twelve, when they joined the Big Twelve, it went okay. away. Yeah, yeah. I do like that they brought back a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. Sure, it would sure. be like if Tech played A and M again, or mm-hmm. Tech was set up something with Texas in the future, Oklahoma in the future, as a on a semi regular basis. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this game will be in Morgantown. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to uh I'm looking forward to it. That might I might even I might even watch that game, Jamie. Just kind of tune in just to see what I don't know how my schedule's gonna be. It's a it's I won't be able to because it's a six thirty kick. So because we'll I'll be at our game. Over on the east side. Mm. Weather's gonna be more conducive this week. <laughs> You do you, right? Um, so, yeah. So, okay. Uh, Mark says this. I say 40%. I have listened to your picks every weekend, and I feel confident with my percentage. I nailed it last week. Yeah. Jeff's <laughs> got a two-week winning streak. Somebody says, why not go five weeks? Well, we feel better in four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're feeling better in four, we should also feel better in five. Somebody Although, says, Tech should win two of these. Two. If you win, all, uh, if you win the next four... You know, we'll have to see what K-State looks like and how these games look like, but I think we'll all be drinking the Kool-Aid again a little bit and saying, okay, man, you play well and you don't mm-hmm. you don't um, shoot yourself in the foot like you did over and over again against Oregon. Maybe you can pull this upset off. I, I think, too, you'll if, if you do the things like putting pressure on their quarterback, getting some turnovers for your, your defense, and eliminate yours. I mean, if you can be plus-minus in that thing, That'd be that'd be huge. It'd be huge, and and maybe your confidence. I don't know. Is is your is your confidence better, or is it still waffling or wavering with regard to your field goal kicker? Or is that even on your list of things that you're even concerned about right now? Um, I would say it's about the same. I don't think that I gained a bunch of confidence. I didn't lose any. Because he missed a fifty-five yarder, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I've gained any. Um, if you have a forty-yard field goal with the game on the line, are you puckered up? Yes, yes. Okay. I if I have a twelve-yard field goal with the game on the line, I'm puckered up. The field goal things can go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would like the game not to be on the line. Let's yeah. just get that taken care of beforehand. Yeah, and and but you asked the question: Is that even on my list? 
I mean, stop turning the ball over. That's on my list. Okay. That's, you know, of the 10 things that I'm worried about right now, that's one through eight. Okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say one through nine, but all right. Okay. Uh, this, uh, Baylor played a competitive game against number 12, Utah. Tech played a competitive game against number 13, Oregon. Right now on the road against Baylor is a toss-up, in my opinion. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, that's... that's, uh, that's I think the... Baylor looked worse and they're way worse in their other loss than you did. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got it taken take to the woodshed by a little brother. Yeah, that's, that's never good. At home. At home. Yeah. At home. Hmm. Not... Uh, uh, point oh there. 822 this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts, comments, Yates Foring Center chat line. Go to double T973 dot com for that or the mobile app. All right. One last thing from Coach McGuire. I think we can squeeze this in. Um he he talked about the trouble that they have finishing games. And I hate to uh you know keep kind of beating the same drum, but it's bad football. You know, like um we have to eliminate bad football. We have to eliminate, you know, one of our deals. And, and when I say this, it says the player coaches oath. So it's the coaches also. It starts with them. I will know and do my job. You can't make choices. Like you can't, like if the, if, if the uh, defense says that you got to take the running back, you got to take the running back. If the defense says that your other linebacker is going to take the running back and we're running a blitz and the defense says replace the running back that took the running back, then you got to replace that guy blitzing, you know, and, and, and that's with us too, with the coaches. You know, you can't make choices on, you know, if it's uh, who's in the game in critical situations, it better be our best. And so I think as a whole, you look at the end of the games and uh, we're not playing our best football. Um, and that, That's what's important, like whenever – uh, it is a crucial situation. The teams in close games that win make plays. And uh, usually they make plays because they're doing their job. And so we've got to make plays. We've got to have good calls. Um, we've got to have calls that we have reps invested in. There's no magic call that's going to all of a sudden win a game. It's what you've done over and over and over that the players feel confident in. We've got to make those calls. We've got to execute those calls to win football games. That's uh, Joey McGuire. He has not been afraid to challenge his coaches or say that uh, it's it's coaching and it's players and it's execution and it's all those things combined. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.